like if there's no connection with God, yeah. how can you say that you have a relationship with God mm -hmm. um, if you're just doing religious duties and activities? Right. Because remember, people who follow Islam, they say Jesus was a prophet, right? And so they minimize who he was. They, they don't even acknowledge his deity. Because remember, mm -hmm. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And um, I think that's a really important point for people to understand that yeah. Jesus is the only way to eternal life and that is so offensive welcome to the real saints podcast where faith meets the culture i'm your host carl grande along with my co-host mr sean greenstreet today's episode is called born again and this is a good one we got a lot of stuff to talk about the first thing that we're talking about is jesus the only way to have eternal life what about all the other religions what's the deal with that also, uh, what does it look like to be born again in the day-to-day -day of your life? And lastly, what does it even mean to be born again? And can you have a relationship with God if you're not born again? You literally said, if you don't know Jesus, you don't know God. Yeah. You know, like that right there is a, a tough situation to deal with, dude, you know? It is tough. Um, it's sad because it's like we want to believe that we all have this relationship with our creator, you know what I mean? Um, but Jesus made it an, an exclusive thing that a lot of people struggle with because they do understand there's a lot of religions. But Jesus wasn't about religion. He was about a relationship, reconciling us back to the Father. And the only way that's even possible is through him. That's why his sacrifice is the only thing that, you know, like for for us as born again Christians, for us to share, what does that mean to have this intimate relationship with a holy God? Remember, God is without sin. He's holy. So when people pray and they say, yeah, you know, I pray to God all the time and this and that, and I'm getting blessed and blah, 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 whatever, you know what I mean? And then you're like, but do you know Jesus? Because it says you can't even enter the throne room unless Jesus is the mediator. So I you want get, to ask, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to ask one thing though about Jesus, because you said something that was interesting. You said Jesus is not about religion, but if you talk to any of the other religions, like I'll just use like a Muslim, yeah, they Islam. would acknowledge the word, um, they would acknowledge, you know, Muhammad, the prophet, mm -hmm. um, but they would also acknowledge the religion itself why is jesus not about religion as opposed to i mean what would you say most christians would say relationship right yeah, yeah, yeah. jesus is about relationship with god right but what would you say why would you say jesus is not religious um because if you if you look throughout um his time on earth and you see his interactions with the religious leaders at that time which was the pharisees the sadducees the scribes the herodians you had so many different people who wore those garments where they look really nice on the outside, but inside their actual heart, which is the most important thing that we have in, in, in order to have that real relationship, a loving relationship with God, they're, they're doing the complete opposite of what Jesus taught. They're literally looking down on the people around them. They think they're holier than now. We're these religious guys and we follow these strict rules and we only eat this type of food. We we, we, we honor the Sabbath. We do all these things, right? From the outside, it looks good. But internally, they get puffed up. 
I'm doing everything right. I know I'm doing what's pleasing to God, but you're still looking down on everybody around you. So yeah, and that's where they get it wrong. You know what I'm saying? That's an interesting point. I think the situation that comes into play when people are saying, oh, I have my own relationship with God, right? Because yeah. the question is, can you have a relationship with God if you're not born again? I mean, imagine hearing that or living your life, having a situation where you pray every day, you fast, you know, uh, for a whole month or you fast for certain things. Yeah. You, you do religious activities. You know, those are all like types of things or tr you hold traditions. Those are all things that people do. Yeah. That are said to be relationships with God. Mm -hmm. So I think probably like the bigger question to ask is mm -hmm. what does the word relationship mean mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to God yeah. and your own definition? Like is relationship with God having to do with activities that need to be said um, and done like like acts that you have to do mm -hmm. or is having relationship with God more akin to relationship with a person, yeah. you know, or a spouse because relationship, um, I don't think people could say, Oh, I have a relationship with God. If they're not being relate, having any sort of relation, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. any, if they're, if they're not doing that, like if there's no connection with God, yeah. how can you say that you have a relationship with God? Mm -hmm. Um, if you're just doing religious duties and activities, right? right? Like that's, I think that would be the bigger question. What do you think about that? Um, I think the biggest hurdle we have is we literally have the Jesus that we know, that we've come into this personal relationship with, where he's mm -hmm. now our Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And he's literally walking with this, right? Like you've literally given your life to something bigger than you, which is him. Mm -hmm. But when you have the religious mindset and you say, well, I have my own relationship with God. They've ultimately created an alternate mm -hmm. situation where they think they're in intimacy with God because they read their Bible, they read their, you know, whatever it is that they study. And by all accounts, they're nice people. They're very, they live very peacefully. They love people. They, they do a lot of charity. They do all these things, but they're not in a relationship with who we're supposed to be in relationship with, and that's our creator, who is Jesus. And until you really understand that Jesus is the only thing that matters, you have to put Jesus above everything, as hard as that is for people to wrap their head around. Because remember, people who follow Islam, they say Jesus was a prophet, mm -hmm. right? And so they minimize who he was. They, they don't even acknowledge his deity. Because remember, mm -hmm. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yep. They don't understand that. They think when we we start describing like our relationship with him, they think we're crazy. And then they start pulling scripture. Well, Jesus worshiped God just like, you know, he prayed to God and he gets down and he like how we pray. So they try to take these certain scriptures. They 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 pull certain scriptures to try to use it against us. They call that a proof text. Right, exactly. To yeah. deny this relationship that we talk about that is so necessary cuz remember, and I'll, this is the best way for me to describe it. If you and I sat in a room right now with two Muslims, two people of Hindu religion, two Buddhists, two New Age people, two whoever, all the different religions of the world, and we all start discussing our faith as a collective, you and I could sit there and watch everybody start sharing why they believe what they believe, and we won't get 
upset. We won't get in our feelings. We're not going to be angry. We're not going to be like, you're this, this, and that, like coming at them in a real hostile way. But once you and I start talking about Jesus in the way we know him, you're going to see everybody around us start to get hostile and start to get real agitated. And that's because the spirit that we have indwelled in us is the Holy Spirit. So that goes into our second question. Yeah. Because the second question is about Jesus Christ. Like, why is Jesus the only way to eternal life? What yeah. about all the other religions? Like, and that's where you were talking about at the very beginning that it's exclusive with yeah. Jesus as opposed to um, inclusive for mm -hmm. everybody to right. be able to have their own faith. Right. And I think one of the main things that people have to understand is that the scripture, um, New Testament and Old Testament, talk about Jesus mm -hmm. um, as the Messiah and also as God in the flesh. And they owe it to themselves to look into who Jesus Christ is mm -hmm. and what he said. It's not like Jesus said, oh yeah, you know, keep doing your own thing. I'm against these Pharisees because their religion is right. suppressing the people. You, like you got to remember the people were in a cesspool at that time, man. Yeah. The, the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the politics, they had a stranglehold on all the people yeah. at that time. And Jesus came to liberate the people and to say, you guys are doing it right. You're like a whitewashed tomb, you know, you look good on the outside, but on the inside, you're, you have dead men's bones. Yeah. Um, but he also claimed to be God. He forgave sin. And those are things that God does, you know, forgiving sin, healing right. the sick. God is the one who does that. And Jesus said, you know, nobody comes to the father except by me. Right. And so like in that example, if you're talking to all these other religious people, you know, two Jews, two Hindu, two this. It's the person of Jesus Christ that is the stumbling block, as scripture would say. Right. Um, and is nonsensical, you know? So That's I think true. that point that you were saying about his exclusivity is important. Yeah. But what else would you have to say about that? But it's not just that it's exclusive, because remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's laying it out there, bro. Like, I'm the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life. Now, how do we break that down? He said, I am the way, meaning he's the only way to eternal salvation. Yep. He is the truth. I am the only truth in this world full of lies. Number three, what else? The life. The life. Eternal life. See, a lot of us get caught up in the life we're in now. Even a lot of Christians get caught up in the life we're in now. If we know we're living in a place that is a temporal place, we have another destiny, which is eternal life. So a lot of the religions, they just think, you know, I'm going to be a good person. My deeds are going to outweigh, you know, my mistakes and whatever it is that I'm doing that could be deemed to be evil. But and they have hope in that. Yeah. That's their hope is in, exactly. in, in their ability to outweigh the good. Like the right. good that I have in my life right. is outweighing the bad. And yeah. sometimes you don't see all the angles, yep. right? You don't see how bad you really are. Yeah. Um, but that's what scripture is. Like you yeah. said it, scripture's a mirror. Right. You know, so um, I've, I've talked to many people who are weighing their situation, mm -hmm. like the moral good the yeah. moral bad and then waiting for hope as their God. 
Yeah. You know, hope is like an idol at that point, you know, because you're putting your hope before God when really your hope should be in God and that you should worship the creator and not the creation, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, hope being something that God created, you know, in that respect. I mean, I think, you know, the exclusivity, um, why Jesus is, is, you know, he's either a crazy man or he's (laughs) God in the flesh. Uh, There's no argument about whether he could be a good moral teacher. C.S. Lewis said that. And um, I think that's a really important point for people to understand that, that Jesus is the only way to eternal life. And that is so offensive. Mm -hmm. It's very offensive to people to um, have to say, oh, well, that's just what you believe. But the Bible, you know, being one of the most scrutinized, criticized texts there ever was, people have to wrestle with that. And then they end up coming to believe that Jesus is, in fact, who he said he was and that he was um, raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. Um, But real quick. So the eternal life part, uh, why Jesus, uh, his resurrection had a lot to do with that. Can you talk to that about that? Add to what you just said. So because of what Jesus did for mankind, he literally went to the cross willingly because the shedding of blood is required for forgiveness of sins. That's how it was in the Old Testament with the animals that they sacrificed for God for their sins. Yep. But Jesus was the sacrificial lamb. His blood was perfect because he was without sin, without blemish, and only his blood could cover all the sins of the world. And so where the religions differ with us on Jesus is the only way to salvation is because they don't have an atonement for their sin. Mm -hmm. You know, they try to do good deeds and try to live a righteous life, and they think that's going to cover their sins. But that's not the reality. Only Jesus can cover our sin. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes it so exclusive that he's the only way to eternal life, which is very important. And this is... The thing I think a lot of people struggle with. So when Jesus arrived on the on the world stage, when he became a man during his ministry, remember all the people at that time, they were like so excited, like like they treated him like a superstar celebrity for that day. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was performing all kinds of miracles and people were like, are you they'd never seen anything like it? Yeah, exactly. So imagine if social media now that we have now was back then. Shoot. Just imagine how people would have reacted. But this is the this is the difference between what we believe as born again believers and the people who are just religious from all the other religions is remember, everybody loved Jesus when he was performing the miracles, fed all these people. You know, he does sitting with sinners. He healed people. He did all these amazing things. Remember, how many more things did he do that were not even in the Bible? We're just knowing the ones that are in the word of God. Right. But what happened when Jesus went to the next level and said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand? Yes. That's where he lost a lot of people. Because now we're talking about our sin nature that a lot of people don't want to deal with and don't even want to acknowledge. Right. Because they just look at us like, well, we're all sinners, you know, like nobody's better than this or whatever, trying to compare each other in that sense. But we can't compare ourselves to nobody but him. That's a, that's a great you get, point. You get what I mean? I think that's a great point. I think even myself yeah. included, I get caught in the trap of thinking like, you know what? I'm no better than anybody else in any other yeah. religion. 
um, we're all just trying our best. Mm -hmm. And that's true. That's a hundred percent true that every single one of us is, is guilty before God in some sort of moral failure in how we deal with people and, um, the thoughts that we have and the deeds that we do that are not good. Okay. Um, but I think the, the situation is that for a, a Christian or a born again believer is they are now taking that acknowledgement, that, that acknowledgement that we're all imperfect mm-hmm. and they're getting away from their own beliefs right. about all of us being perfect mm-hmm. and they're submitting themselves to what the authority is, right? And Jesus and his holy word is the authority on the the Christian's life. Yeah. Like it's hard to be a Christian and not acknowledge the Bible as the authoritative situation in your life. The right. the thing that's going to make you make your decisions. So as much as I don't like the fact that Jesus Christ um you know we have to go through Jesus Christ as much as any human wouldn't like that. Yeah. That is the, that is the truth of God's word. Yeah. Um, that is very, you have to wrestle with that, you know, but, um, I think this is a perfect way to get into our third question because the third question is if you're born again, right? What does it even mean to be born again? And what does that look like in the day to day of your life? And you've been born again for five years, so you have yeah. some experience in the day-to-day <laughs> of being born again. Right. But for our listeners, uh, we should explain um, how they can know if they're born again. And then also, should they want to become born again, we should explain to them how they can become born again. But why don't you speak a little bit to what it looks like to be born again in the day in the day-to-day of your life, and then yeah. I'll chime in as well. Okay, um, cool. So basically, it's you're you're reborn you're spiritually reborn with god's spirit as it says in john chapter 3 verse 3 jesus was talking to nicodemus and he had said verily verily i tell you a man must be born again in order to see the kingdom of god to enter into the kingdom of god and nicodemus was confused like what are you talking about because he was a religious you know leader at that time and jesus was trying to show him the ways of God, like through the spirit, because in our flesh, we try to do everything, you know, in our own strength and our own understanding. But when you have God's spirit, now the veil is literally removed from your eyes and you see the world, how God sees the world. You see the people that are hurting. You see the people that are broken, that are battling with addictions. People are having suicidal thoughts. You know, people are literally at their wits Stuck, full man. of anger drugs right exactly yeah, despair man. like we see it now coping just coping exactly yeah. we see it now in 2023 going into 2024 it's even amplified even more right and so when you have god's spirit now you have to get to the fruit of the spirit remember god is love and the the fruit of the spirit is love and then from that you have all these other things that follow suit which is patience long-suffering, kindness, gentleness, self-control, which most of us don't have, yeah. for being honest with ourselves. We all struggle with that part Amen, bro. Amen. of the fruit of the Spirit. But when you have God's Spirit living inside you, He starts to do that internal work. And how, do you, how, do, how does that 
actually, you know, apply to your day to day. So basically, I believe God will bring situations into your life to test that faith and to see if you're really walking in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Right. Um, but do you know any stories of anybody who had um, transformational like changes in being born again? Or you, like, what do you think about that? Let's talk more about that. I did meet a guy um, at a church I went to. I think it was Grace Community. And me and him just started. That's John MacArthur, right? Yeah, yeah, John MacArthur's church um, in Sun Valley. And so he was working on the staff. He was like one of the greeters out front when people mm -hmm. were coming towards, you know, the, the actual building. Mm -hmm. And me and him just started talking. Hey, what's up? Pleasure to meet you. Um, and it was during COVID when they had the restrictions. He stayed open. Everybody else was closed. Mm. Or a couple of people reopened. But most yeah, yeah, churches yeah. remained closed, right? For sure. And I'll never forget when we were talking. He's like, bro, you're on fire. He's all, man, this is amazing. He goes, I'm going to be honest with you. He goes, when I first came to my faith like you, I wasn't like this. He goes, it didn't happen until about a few years later. And he goes, oh, man, I'm so grateful that God was patient with me. And now I'm on fire. So it just kind of made me go, this is awesome. Because everybody's on their own individual journey. And like I've always told you, I believe it's because of you still holding on to things of the world. So when you, when God already knows when you're ready to fully surrender or you're still going to hold on to certain things, God's patient. You know, he's, he's, he's full of so much grace and mercy and he, and he has so much love towards us. He wants us to, to, to be delivered from all these things that we've allowed to get attached to us, you know, just, just from living life. And when I saw that with this guy, I was, it just brought joy to my heart. Cause I'm like, I'm fortunate that I've been lit on fire and I've been on fire since, but hearing from somebody who was kind of like still searching or maybe struggling in his, in his, in his walk, but then to all of a sudden he caught fire. Mm -hmm. It made me feel so good because it made me realize that even though we're all on our own individual walks, I do believe when you fully surrender, say, all right, God, I'm done playing games. I'm done, you know, dabbling over here and entertaining mm -hmm. these type of things I know that are not pleasing to you. That's when you go to the next level mm -hmm. because you have to fully surrender yeah, in, order, in order to experience the power of God in your life. That's the difference is do you want to experience his glory and his power or do you just want to be cool with just, you know, kind of being like casual? Yeah. I don't want to be casual. I know you don't, you know, and I, and I, my hope is that all believers and people who are still struggling with believing what we believe is the truth. I hope that they get to experience it because once they actually get to experience who Jesus really is and how much he loves us, there's no denying that this is the only way. Amen, man. Amen. So if anybody wants to become born again, this is like the spot right here, man. You're going to have to make a decision right now. I'm just kidding. No, it's all good. <laughs> uh, but look, if you want to become born again, it's very easy. God made it super easy for you to, to have relationship with him. And a couple of things you have to do, you have to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have to acknowledge that he is the son of God and that he took on a life um, that he lived sinless to help you um, have that relationship, to break your separation. Because I think the main thing that that it's hard to understand is that the sin that we have in our life, it's offensive to a holy God and that he does not commune with that. God does not commune with uh, with sin and Jesus coming to live the life that he lived um, breaks that because he was the lamb without blemish that takes away the sin of the world. 
And so if you believe Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, and you will now have that connection with God, all you have to do is, is pray to him and say, Lord, I, I want you in my life. I believe in the life that you lived. I believed you died for my sin so I wouldn't have to bear the cross of my own, my own sin and penalties. And that, that you believe that he raised from the dead, defeating death, and you would be in relationship with God. Like God the Father would accept that atone, atonement of Jesus on your behalf, and you would have eternal life with him, and you would have relationship with him, and you would have fellowship with him. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. That's it for today. Uh, make sure you hit that, that like and subscribe for more content like this. And if you guys have questions about being born again, let us know in the comments. And we'll be sure to answer it on the next episode. Uh, but other than that, uh, you're highly favored. Be encouraged and love one another.